Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by two of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison and Linda Venny. Each of them paralegals for over 20 years and both dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice. Thanks for joining us for the first edition of our monthly podcast here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, ANALA Advanced Certified Paralegal. I'm located in beautiful but very cold northern Michigan. I actually live in Charlevoix, where I've worked as a paralegal for more than 20 years at Running Wise and Ford. I call myself the Paralegal Mentor, and my website is paralegalmentor.com. I publish a bi-weekly easing titled Strategies for Paralegals Seeking Excellence, where my goal is to spotlight resources, ethics issues, organizational tips, and other areas of continuing education to help paralegals and others reach their full potential. Launching this program is really exciting. We call it the Paralegal Voice because it is for and about paralegals, and it will focus on key issues for the paralegal profession. With me is my co-host, Linda Venning. Hey, Vicki. I'm located in hot and humid Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, I am a North Carolina State Bar certified paralegal for a small civil rights firm, Elliot Pishko Morgan. I've been working in the legal field since 1986, and I specialize in workers' compensation, civil litigation, and personal injury cases. Last fall, I've been doing something really fun for me. It's kind of my hobby. I've been blogging for and about the paralegal profession at practicalparalegalism.com. My blog has given me the opportunity to write about and meet, at least virtually, paralegals, paralegal students, and other legal professionals all over the country. I also co-authored a book, Workers' Compensation Practice for Paralegals, with my boss, Griff Morgan, and we've been very fortunate that the book has been picked up and adopted by a number of paralegal programs across the country. Everybody that knows me knows that I love all things social media, especially the networking and educational opportunities offered for the legal community by Twitter. And the most exciting thing that's happened to me, other than the opportunity to be on the show, was being included in online best colleges top 100 Twitter feeds for law students, along with Vicki and a lot of other great legal professionals. Because of my interest in promoting the legal profession and paralegals and talking about key issues for today's paralegals, I'm thrilled to be included in the Paralegal Voice along with Vicki and Legal Talk Network. You're absolutely right, Lynn. Uh, being able to do this show is is over the top. It's just going to be great fun. And it was a lot of fun to be listed in that top 100 Twitter feeds for law students Totally enjoyed that. Well, today we're going to be talking about a range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with all of you our thoughts about leading trends, significant developments, and resources that we think you'll find helpful in your careers and also your everyday jobs. And we're also very fortunate to have expert guests on the program who will help us explore timely topics. Today, we'd like to welcome our sponsor, Terrace which offers a full suite of litigation support services. Our guest today is Chad Volkert, Executive Director of Robert Half Legal. He's joining us to discuss the latest hiring trends. Robert Half Legal is a leading staffing service specializing in the placement of attorneys, paralegals, legal administrators, and other professionals with law firms and corporate legal departments. 
Chad has been with Robert Half Legal since 1999, and he's been instrumental in the expansion of the company nationwide. Chad is a noted author and speaker on employment trends, job search, career management strategies, uh, and he received his Juris Doctorate from the University of Miami School of Law. So, Chad, you are definitely qualified to be our guest expert today, and we're really pleased to have you with us. I really appreciate your taking the time to share your information with us, with Lynn and me, and also with uh, our listeners. Thank you, Vicki and Lynn. Definitely a pleasure and a privilege to be on your show. Looking forward to talking about a number of topics that are very important uh, to the paralegal community and the greater legal community as a whole. Absolutely. Uh, Chad, you've been with Robert Half Legal since 1999, so I suspect you've seen lots of changes in the industry. And Absolutely. Given the, yes, for sure. Given the current economy and the constant news of layoffs, uh, legal professionals really want to know what the hot legal jobs are and how to train for them. So my first question for you is about legal specialty areas. Which specialty areas are in the highest demand right now? Well, I think that's an important question, obviously, as we focus on the growth of the legal industry. We're in the middle of unprecedented economic times, as we all are aware. And I believe that law offices have been moving quickly to capitalize on opportunities arising from the recession and the financial crisis. Uh, Despite a weak economy, certain practice areas remain very strong and are even expected to grow as we move forward in the coming months. Uh, In particular, within the next 12 months, bankruptcy and litigation are two areas expected to have continued high levels of activity and hiring and demand, according to one of our most recent surveys that Robert Half Legal commissioned from a third party. Um, Leaner times have historically led uh, to a rise in bankruptcy filings, foreclosure proceedings, and with it, increased demand for specialists in that area of law. Um, In particular, higher volumes of litigation uh, that are currently going on right now, particularly in employment litigation, continue to drive legal hiring activity in those areas. Um, I guess I would just summarize that bankruptcy and litigation are two very hot areas, um, as is intellectual property. Uh, We continue to see a demand for top paralegals and legal assistance in that area. And firms are really busy trying to figure out how to handle their workload in those areas and even expand those practice areas based on client demand uh, that is out there in the community. Uh, Corporate legal departments, uh, talking a little bit about that, Vicki and Lynn, they continue to see a demand uh, for paralegals with experience in litigation, corporate securities, as well as patent proceedings to handle that work in-house. And the final uh, really hot practice area that is just now beginning to gear up that we're seeing across the country is in environmental law. Uh, obviously, with the green topics that are out there, many law firms as well as corporate legal departments are dealing with how to work within those confines and expand that practice area and looking for paralegals with that type of experience. Chad, I just wanted to follow up on what you said. I'm actually holding Robert Half Legal's new white paper, Delivering Value-Added Legal Services in Challenging Times. And you guys have a great pie chart in response to a question uh, for lawyers. In your opinion, which one of the following areas of law will experience the most growth in the next 12 months? And bankruptcy takes over half of this pie chart at 51%. So that's pretty notable as a uh, growing field. 
Also, I work for an employment law firm, and I will say from personal experience, we've seen a huge increase in the number of calls that we've received uh, for lawyers uh, to assist people in various employment issues. Well, and to your point, Lynn, citing the future law office, uh, you know, we surveyed over 300 lawyers at the nation's top law firms and corporate legal departments to find that data. Um, and I certainly agree with, with your assessment, uh, you know, as far as those growth areas and those practice areas. Right. And I can tell you that at the firm I work at, uh, bankruptcies, I mean, they're just skyrocketing, going through the ceiling. So I'm not surprised that that's one of the hottest areas. Can you tell me, Chad, if um, this varies by geographic region or, you know, is it standard across the country? How, how does that work? Well, I think from a national perspective, we've touched on the hot practice areas. On a regional basis, we're seeing a demand for legal professionals in the areas of healthcare, energy, and manufacturing. I think that is much more of a regional-specific type of uh, increase in demand. Uh, The bankruptcy, the litigation, the labor and employment, the intellectual property really is, um, you know, all-inclusive of the major uh, legal markets throughout North America. Uh, in the Pacific region, uh, however, for example, we've seen a demand for insurance defense paralegals. While in the South Atlantic, there has been opportunities more in the areas of healthcare paralegals, uh, simply because of the demographics and uh, and part of the uh, the population. Uh, areas in the Midwest have shown demand for corporate paralegals, in particular, up within. Illinois uh, and into Michigan based on the size and and the vastness of many corporations in that area. So it sounds like the best thing a paralegal can do is to check the trends where they're located. Absolutely. I mean, that's a benefit for them, uh, you know, based on their geography, the makeup of their city, how large, how small the city is, um, is going to really lead uh, many paralegals to making a decision on what areas of law to focus on and where to get that best experience. If you're looking to expand outside of that area or relocate, then it's important to take a look at what trends those cities are seeing and be able to try to pick up that experience in your current location in order to facilitate a faster move if that's something you're looking to do. That's a tip that I recommend to a lot of even working paralegals and paralegal students is to check the uh, legal ads in their area at least at minimum once or twice a month just to keep up with who's hiring and what people are looking for. Uh, even if you feel really secure in your job, you just never know when you, when you need to, to be familiar with that information in your area. Well, I've noticed that, uh, you know, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is still saying that this is, this is a good time to be a paralegal. And if those hot areas are there and paralegals are trained for them, it, it really, we should continue to progress, don't you think? I would agree with that. Um, You know, the exciting thing is no matter what the economy throws at us, there are particular areas of law that are always going to expand and be in demand. And I think as long as paralegals stay on the cutting edge, continue uh, in their educational requirements and picking up trends and tips uh, within their law firm as well as from their colleagues, they're going to be able to have a very successful career. I agree. Um, And I think this would probably be a good time to talk about those educational requirements. Did you want to ask about the international opportunities? Are there are any international opportunities out there, Chad? Are, are law firms expanding? 
definitely what's, what we're seeing in this current economy is a lot of mid-sized firms are taking an opportunity to move into markets that they haven't historically been in. One of the reasons is they're able to pick up partners uh, with books of business that may be leaving some of the larger firms. That is also true internationally. Uh, there is a lot of activity amongst law firms looking at opening offices in other locations and really taking advantage of um, what the economy is providing in those type of markets. And I think from a paralegal perspective, we see a high demand for paralegals with language, uh, various language capacities. Um, we continue to see that on the rise. The legal community is a 24-7, uh, really no boundaries, no geographical limits anymore worldwide. And uh, I would highly recommend that paralegals, if they can um, learn another language or if they have proficiency in a language, they take advantage of that in their current marketplace because that certainly is something that we're seeing uh, internationally where we will have clients looking for that language capability or paralegals that can travel or be deployed to a foreign city uh, for an extended period of time to handle legal work for the client. Chad, I recently blogged about... Um on my blog, Paralegal Posting of the Week, which is a job in Brussels working for uh, Latham and Watkins. Um, and if I didn't have dogs and kids and could speak French, I definitely would have been there. But it looked like a, just a, a wonderful opportunity for someone with those language capabilities to uh, go overseas and, and work and see Europe. Absolutely. You know, we're in the midst of discussions with a client right now who may need over 100 project attorneys and paralegals to be deployed to France. Um, wow. I can tell you, uh, we, we're getting a lot of requests from candidates that are currently not working uh, to handle that temporary assignment. Uh, they, they like the idea of potentially being in France for a few months, and uh, those that have the language capability certainly are at the forefront of, of that need. So it's time to take advantage of those Rosetta Stone foreign language classes that our legal <laughs> association keeps emailing us. There you go. Chad, is there any one language that is more in demand than another? You know, it, it really varies, again, uh, to some uh, extent on the client base of the law firm. I mean, we see a high demand for Spanish. We're seeing a high demand uh, for German. We're seeing a high demand for uh, Asian languages, Japanese, Mandarin. Uh, and so really, again, you know, based on the firm that you may be working at or looking to work at, and based on the geography, uh, obviously the Pacific and, and the West Coast seem to deal more uh, with Asian companies simply because of the proximity. Uh, you know, obviously East Coast, uh, more with Europe to some extent, but really there is no, uh, no blocking the boundaries uh, of the legal community, and, and we see partners handling cases no matter where they're located all over the world now. That's really, really interesting. Um, let's move on now and talk about uh, trends in education. I mean, do you see specific trends in educational requirements for paralegals? You know, it's becoming an increasing demand and a highlight that law firms are looking for. Um, really, they expect paralegals to possess at least two-year college degree, but an increasing number now prefer that paralegals have a bachelor's degree in addition to a certificate from an ABA-approved paralegal program. Um, obviously, certification is voluntary, but it confers an advantage in this competitive job market that I really think is important. A third-party endorsement of a paralegal's knowledge and skills uh, is certainly looked at um, very significantly by law firms as well as corporate legal departments. Um, I'm sure both of you 
We'll cover the various schools. I'd be happy to go through some of the various associations um, that are conferring those degrees if you'd like. Uh, there's a host of them out there, but I certainly have a short list of the top ones. We can talk about that. I, uh, I'm i glad to hear you say that certification plays an important role because I wrote an article about that recently. But uh, go ahead. The ABA approval is very important. Is that right? That is correct, um, for sure. Obviously, the National Association of Legal Assistants has developed standards for their certification program. Um, that's a very uh, important one as, as you look um, out uh, in the community. The American Alliance of Certified Paralegals, the AACP, credential is offered by the American Alliance uh, of Paralegals. It's open to paralegals with at least five years of experience who meet one of the three educational criteria. Uh, the National Federation of Paralegal Association awards the registered paralegal designation, and that's for a paralegal um, who must have a bachelor's degree and at least two years of experience and earn a passing grade on the exam. Um, and the final one that I would highlight is the professional paralegal certification conferred by the National Association of Legal Professionals. Uh, and in order to earn that credential, paralegals must pass a four-part exam and maintain 75 hours of continuing legal education. That's really great information. I'm pleased to hear that since I have my NALA certification, too, So, uh, which was not easy to get. And uh, uh, people who do that, I think, show some uh, willingness to take a risk and, and, uh, and go for it. I think that's really important. Uh, Lynn, did you want to ask about the bachelor's degree? Um, I just wanted to ask Chad real quick, um, is there any flexibility in the requirement for a bachelor's degree? I know a lot of paralegals are graduating from two-year associate degree programs. Are any firms waiving that requirement or considering uh, applicants if a paralegal has experience in one of the hot specialty areas but doesn't necessarily have a four-year degree? So, you know, Lynn, some law offices have become stringent with the education and certification requirement but others seek more years of practice area experience and a history, and I think this is important, of direct supervision by a senior attorney, you know, in many times on complex matters. Uh, employers have become more selective in the hiring of paralegals and are taking a greater care really to ensure the professionals they do bring into the firm or their corporate legal department will be the right fit for the organization. Uh, firms seek candidates who have a history of longevity and stability in previous jobs, along with other qualifications. So I guess in a long-winded answer, Lynn, it varies based on firm, corporate legal right. department. I think it's a mix. There are some firms that will not hire without that bachelor's, and there's other firms that really put more emphasis on uh, the continuing education. One of the services that we provide to our clients is actually checking um, all degrees as well as paralegal certificates uh, prior to making that placement because of the requests that clients have had uh, certainly has increased over the last few years for verification of those type of degrees. Absolutely. It's good to know that you guys are vetting the candidates. I'm, and I'm sure that your, uh, your clients appreciate that too. It's time to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss experience as a factor in the paralegal job search and the skills that are in high demand. So don't go away, because we'll be right back. Terrace is a full-service litigation support solution provider that works with law firms and Fortune 500 companies to provide consultation-based solutions, state-of-the-art technologies, and experienced project management. Terrace understands the unique demands and processes required during litigation. 
Our clients spend less time and money through all phases of case management. Discover how our streamlined suite of litigation support services can help you save time, increase accuracy, and drive savings. For more information, call 877-99-TERRACE or visit terrace.com. That's T-E-R-I-S. Imagine how much easier managing your practice would be if your practice management software was web-based. Your practice would be available anywhere you have an internet connection, completely secure, backed up continuously, and most importantly, easy to use, allowing you to spend your valuable time building your practice instead of managing technology. Start simplifying your practice today with Clio. Sign up for a free, fully functional 30-day trial at www.goclio.com. Use promotional code PV for a 25% discount. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and with me is my co-host, Lynn Deveni. Thanks, Vicki. One quick program note. We'd like to suggest that you subscribe to the Paralegal Voice. It's free. And you can do that by either going to the Legal Talk Network at LegalTalkNetwork.com or subscribe to the program in the podcast directory of iTunes. That way, you'll get a new edition automatically without having to search for it. Hey, Lynn, when I saw that, I thought, all oh, my kids are going to be able to find me on iTunes. Do you believe that? I, I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. We're talking with Chad Volkert, Executive Director of Robert Half Legal, about the job market for paralegals. And I've been wondering, Chad, if you see a trend in the amount of experience that law firms are requiring. Well, Vicki, the legal services job market has become much more challenging for candidates during these times. Uh, due to layoffs, there are a number of outstanding candidates in the job market who are not available even a year ago or not looking for an employment, a new change of employment a year ago. So employers are more selective because they really can be right now. I don't know if you all saw the article a couple of days ago in the Wall Street Journal that said only the employed need apply. So even though there are have been layoffs in the community, many firms are still looking for employed candidates. They feel those are the best candidates in the market, and they're only willing to consider those individuals. So again, many firms are being very selective in their hiring process. Uh, when hiring law firms and corporate legal departments are really placing a premium on the professional with the in-demand practice areas uh, that are hot right now that we've discussed earlier. Uh, The roles and responsibilities of paralegals continue to evolve, and I think that's really exciting. Um, Actually, Law 360 on a newswire for business lawyers noted in May that paralegals might actually benefit from the economic downturn because of the layoffs within the associate ranks. Uh, We're seeing more and more paralegals take on responsibilities that maybe first and second year associates used to handle. Um, I also think they're getting a wider breadth of practice areas in many firms, being able to cross practice area boundaries and handle different matters, which is exciting, and and those candidates are certainly in demand. Um, I would also cite that senior paralegals with seven or more years of experience are really in demand for law firms and corporate legal departments. On any given day, they can expect to lead discovery and lead a legal support team, participate actively in client meetings, play key roles during trials, utilize new technologies in the courtroom as well as for the case management systems within their firm, and finally assist in the selection and review of the latest systems 
um, that are able to pull data for those e-discovery trial matters or other data collection. And they're much more interactive with their partners than really ever before because of that evolving role. I totally agree with you. Uh, I recently wrote an article about paralegals being key to law firm survival, actually, in this economic downturn, because firms are able to charge for paralegals at a lower rate than they charge for attorneys. And so with people, with consumers looking for value and also looking at the cost that they're paying for that, that's, uh, that says that they need paralegals, that I paralegals will that. benefit, right? Absolutely. And we see it on, on both fronts, uh, Lynn and Vicki. We're seeing it not only from the full-time placement demand where clients are coming and utilizing our service for finding employed candidates with those four, five, six, seven years of experience, but also law firms bringing in project temporary paralegals to handle the work flux and the workload intake as they try to figure out, do they need those full-time employees? So for the unemployed candidates that are out there or for the candidates that historically have gone temporary engagement to temporary engagement, that work is certainly picking up in the hot practice areas as well, and we see a demand there, which is good news. I want to talk briefly, uh, we're coming to the end of our time, about computer and software skills that are required for um, most jobs today, or in particularly the hot specialty areas. What trends do you see in software proficiency requirements for jobs today? Paralegals really should be proficient in Microsoft Office. Uh, many are proficient, and I would recommend in billing programs like Time Slips and ProDocs. I think the really the growing area, though, is the e-discovery and case management software, Absolutely. such as Summation, Concordance, and a whole host of others that are out there on the market. Um, I think it's really, really important, as um, the Estrin Report a legal blog by uh, Cher Estrin noted, paralegals need to be well-versed in electronic discovery platforms. And we're seeing them really be the driving force within law firms that the partners and the associates are relying on their expertise. So the more well-versed you can be in those platforms and understand those platforms, the more value you will bring to the firm. And obviously, uh, the more job security you will be able to provide for yourself being really a key component in that team at that law firm or that corporate legal department. Chad, before we let you go, I have one more question for you, and that is for people considering a paralegal degree, what do you recommend that they do to best position themselves for the, for the paralegal job market, both you know today and also in the future? Well, the Bureau of Labor Statistics Occupational Outlook Handbook actually projects that employment of paralegals and legal assistants will grow by 22% through the year 2016 as law offices hire paralegals to perform tasks once done by those associates. In order to be marketable in an increasingly competitive market, I feel it's really important to get a bachelor's degree and certification from an ABA-approved paralegal program. Also, take steps such as pursuing additional coursework to continue to enhance your experience and ask for more work within your firm. I know there's only so many hours in the day, but don't ever let an hour pass where you're not actively pursuing work, whether that's in your practice area with the partner that you report to or reaching out across other practice areas to assist the firm. The more value add you can provide to the firm, the more value add that firm should give back to you. Those are all excellent, excellent tips. I agree. Yes. 
Thanks to Chad Volkert, Executive Director of Robert Half Legal, for joining us today. If you have questions, comments, or requests for future Paralegal Voice podcasts, please email them to theparalegalvoice at gmail.com. Lynn and I will be posting a joint article about hot specialty areas for paralegals at our respective blogs. That's going to include helpful links to more information about this very hot topic. Len's blog is at practicalparalegalism.com, and mine is paralegalmentorblog.com. We're going to take another short break and come back with some paralegal news and announcements. Be right back. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Monitor live depositions from anywhere with West Live Note Real Time. Observe every hesitation, every sidelong glance, and every drop of sweat from the deponent. You and other team members can privately instant message with the deposing attorney. You can act as second chair and annotate your live transcript. Look up facts and definitions, find conflicting testimony, and even offer suggestions for the line of questioning. All live. For more information about West Live Note, call 1-800-762-5272 or visit LiveNote.com. Welcome back. Len and I have just a couple of more tips and comments for you before we close. Uh, Len, I'm all about working smarter and being more productive, so I frequently offer tips to help paralegals be more organized. My tip for the day will help paralegals get more done. To do this, they have to determine their peak productivity time. Is it first thing in the morning? Is it later in the day? Everybody's different. But they need to determine that time and plan to work on projects that require high energy then, such as writing briefs and uh, summarizing depositions and things like that. And then save those low energy tasks, such as answering email and returning phone calls for the time when they're starting to, you know, to slow down later in the afternoon. It's at least it's later in the afternoon for me. And the other thing is that I'm off to San Diego to speak at the annual conference of the National Association of Legal Assistants, and my topic will be social networking, not just for kids anymore. So, Lynn, I'm hoping that you have some some tips about social media for me. I do, and actually I'm going to be addressing the Los Angeles Paralegal Association at their fall conference in October. My topic will be using social media. It takes a village to succeed as a paralegal today. So first and foremost, I would tell all of you out there, if you're not using social media, use it. There's a phrase uh, that went around on Twitter recently that said, build your network before you need it. Uh, So even if you're happily employed, you still need to uh, establish your network. And the first First way to do that is 
set up a profile on LinkedIn, which is a free professional networking site. Uh, if you already have a profile, but the only thing on it is your name and your job title, you need to go back and develop it. You need a picture. You need to add your educational credentials, any honors. Uh, tell a little bit about yourself, but at all times, make sure that it's perfectly written because the world is going to see your virtual resume. Absolutely. That that profile is really important, and it needs to reveal only, um, you know, only positive information. I also hope that our listeners will connect with us at, uh, at we're both on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And my username on all of those sites is Vicki Voison. That's spelled V-I-C-K-I, V-O-I-S-I-N, no spaces, no symbols. And I'd love to connect with you there. And Lynn, tell them about your username. I'm the expert paralegal. It, it's easy to remember, even for me. If I could remember my passwords that went with it, that would be great. Um, that's about all the time we have today for The Paralegal Voice. Don't forget to check out the show notes on our blogs, theparalegalmentor.com and practicalparalegalism.com. This is Vicki Voison. And this is Lynn DeVenny. Thanking all of you for joining us today and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice with Linda Venny and Vicki Voison. This podcast is produced by the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to get the next edition of the podcast. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.